What's up, guys? Welcome to the Ohio Kings podcast. Today, it is just me, Turkey, and Bones. Address yourself, Bones. I'm Bones. Hi. This is obviously, as you guys know, our first episode of many to come. But I feel like we should first address who we are. And what we are going to be talking about. So, I'll go first then. I'm Bones, or not Papa Bones. Um, I am kind of a YouTube streamer, kind of whatever. It's mainly just to, like, make memories of the boys and just, like, the random jokes we've said in the past. And it's kind of like one of the reasons why like we started making this podcast but it was kind of like i like content creating more so of like making memories with friends and stuff so that's kind of my gimmick i'm more of the you know gamer guy sit inside play games turkey he'll explain it more in just a second but he's more of that like outdoors grew up outside kind of more of the opposite but we've kind of like managed to like blend our personalities together so well we have put ourselves in the mixing pot and have now become the same yes and that's kind of like what we're trying to give off in this podcast coach more people to do as we do yes but Caden, you talk a little more about yourself so i am turkey uh as bones said I grew up outside, like, I was always fishing or hunting, that was my passion ever since I was a little baby child, but I met Bones and Grundy, which he will be on an episode of the podcast, also, you guys will meet Grundy, but uh, they kind of dipped my toes into the the world of gaming and content creating so and i enjoy it it's very fun like bones said i uh it's more so making memories with the boys it's fun having a good time laughing but as they've dipped my toes into the world of gaming I am trying to get them into the outdoor world, such as hunting or fishing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But me and Bones have been on one hunting trip, and we have gone fishing together how many times? Oh, God. Um, probably almost ten times, I'd say. Yeah, probably. We just, I just started exposing them to the fishing and hunting world this past year, so there will be many more to come. I grew up but, kind of fishing, but, like, you completely opened up my eyes to, like, all this random shit that I had no idea about. Yeah, I mean, I tend to... Uh, I had to try to not shove down people's throats because I was a junior professional bass fisherman. And, you know, some people like fishing, but they don't like getting all that professional shit shoved down their throat all the time. So I try to just 
keep it to myself, but I've known these guys long enough where I can tell them about myself, what I've done, and kind of teach them what I know. Help them out a little bit. But as I've done that, they've helped me with video games and content creating. But we usually... It's been Siege, mostly. Siege and Call of Duty. Like, yeah. I used to suck at Siege. Like, I was scared to play ranked, but then Colin and, well, Bones coached me and made me better. You, I don't so. I think they'd know it, but, like, the meme of Tai Long meeting Master Shifu, and it's like, 1v1 me, and you've taught your student everything you know now they're better than you that is exactly how i feel when it comes to you playing siege i will sit there and i will be like kaden help (laughs) and then you're just you're out there you're just like hitting headies you're over there creaming yourself as you're getting one taps through walls and i'm sitting here like i did armada you have spoons (laughs) That I've well, noticed, what... like, a big change. You've went from, like, not knowing anything to being, like, peak. And I'm so proud of it. Well, that's what a lot of people, including myself, struggle with when getting into a game like that is they they start playing it and they're not very good. And they're like, oh, this I hate this game. It sucks. You, you stick with any, any – this goes for anything you do. You stick with it and – you're gonna get better at it. You you Absolutely. surround yourself. You surround yourself in it, and it becomes routine. So I think that's that's what I try to do. With everything. I mean, that's that's the mentality I had for fishing. That's been the mentality I had for siege. And now I'm kind of getting into Call of Duty again, trying to keep that mentality with that. But you put. You can do anything you put your mind to. I mean, if, if I can, if I can do good at video games and be also be a junior professional fisherman, polar opposite genres of activity, you can anything's possible. If I could go from being like an ex semi pro COD player to going to never shooting a bow to doing pretty decent after what like a month. Mm-hmm. of not shooting never like picking up a compound bow i just like had a 15 dollar walmart recurve and i was like i'm the green arrow and then <laughs> like he has opened me up to so many fun things that i didn't think i'd ever want to do like tech hunts i remember yeah. the first time he explained that to me i was like this sounds like you're just playing video games. He's like, you are, but like, you're actually going, pulling back your bow. You're feeling all your progress. You're getting better at it. You're learning. And then I, I was the one for a while. I was like, Caden, let's go tech hunt. Let's go. Let's go. And then like, yeah. what was it? Like almost every Tuesday we would go. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was so much fun. It and was. It's, it's one of these cool things where it's like, you open up yourself and you're like, I don't, I don't know. I'll try it. I'll give it a try. You know, my buddies like it, or I'm sure you can attest this with siege, but it's like, this is what everyone's doing. I kind of like 
don't want to miss out, but I don't know if I'm going to like it that much. And you give it mm-hmm. a try and then you get addicted to it. And you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. it's a pain. All those, all that pain from your shoulder and your side, drawing back that bow and learning it how to do It physically hurts. That. It physically but... hurts, but it's just like working out. It's like such a rewarding feeling. You almost get like this like yeah. drive and this addiction to like be like, I need to go do this. Well, and imagine that fulfillment and the rewarding feeling you get from, you know, being able to nail the bullseye on a target and taking that and applying everything you did in the off season to go out, sit in a tree stand and nail a deer. I mean, you did that. You put in, you put in the countless hours, days of work, the, the pain and the sweat into that and it finally pays off like you know that that feeling alone is enough to get you addicted to it yeah and i know it did to me i know you've had you've have more experience with like the hunting stuff and everything i've only went out with you one time but i even had fun just going and sitting in a tree stand for like two hours that that was fun in itself because it's like I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm doing something different. Your adrenaline's pumping. You're like, I don't know if I'm going to see okay. anything. And it's just this that's, awesome experience. That's why, like, the outdoor... The people think the outdoors and gaming is polar opposite. Like, and they, they kind of are polar opposites. But at the same time, I mean, you sit, you sit down, you play video games for eight hours a day i i usually i usually do about five to eight hours a day but it's nice to get away from it get surround yourself instead of all these these lights and screens and monitors get away from it go outside sit in nature for a while it's cleansing yeah it's it's good for you, so it's it's good to balance yourself. And I feel like what we've talked about kind of like encaptures like the whole reason why we kind of wanted to create this podcast or like open up all of our experiences in this weird like you never touching video games maybe like mad and every once in a while to me who yeah the extent of the extent of my video games before i met you guys was i had i had an xbox but i played mad uh, the only game i had downloaded was madden and i played i played xbox maybe maybe two days a week so i mean Going from going from that to being a competitive Siege and Call of Duty players, it's a little crazy. Yeah. To me, but that just goes back to surrounding yourself in it, doing if you have a genuine passion for it, it's it'll pan out the way you want it to. You just gotta absolutely. You gotta have the drive to go and get it. And 
like the whole reason that we wanted to create all of whatever this is, if this goes anywhere, if it doesn't go anywhere, it's memories. It's for us to look back on and exactly just like remember all the fun stories we had and everything. But also it's like if two of us who had completely different backgrounds and lifestyles and interests, and different hobbies, lifestyles and childhoods. Oh yeah. Completely. And we came from like two completely different things and we melded and we're two of like the greatest friends where it's like we talk to each other every day. We play with each other. We see each other. He'll come see me at work. I'll see him at work. It's just this. We got a duo for real. We've like, we went from like having nothing in common, hating each other with a passion Mm -hmm. to being like the like i i can call him confidently like my brother and it's just this amazing evolution of stuff and it's kind of like we also want to like give other people this opportunity to have such an amazing friendship like this so we're kind of like not only sharing our story and kind of getting to hang out with our buddies and talk about everything but creating like an atmosphere or a community for you guys to kind of do the same thing where you guys can talk about stuff from your past or things that you find interesting in like the comment section where you can message us and you can kind of share these things. So it's like a way for everyone to kind of like share different experiences and stuff and like create their own kind of community. Cause I never thought I'd want to do anything Caden likes to do. And then we spent an entire day on side quests to get fucking beef jerky and catch one fish. <laughs> but that was such an amazing trip. So it's one of those it things was. where it's like, you know, even if you don't like us talking about random stuff where we're just like going on about something or you don't find anything interesting with what we're talking about maybe there's someone else here who's listening or needs to hear this where it's kind of like we're creating a place for all of you guys to kind of like do whatever you want and be a community, share different experiences and stories, not only for us to do that, but give you guys that opportunity is kind of what I guess my goal is for it. And I guess yours is kind of the same, but you can kind of talk about like, what you're wanting this to kind of be yeah i mean obviously it's it'd be cliche it'd be cliche of me to to say that i want this to to blow up i mean everybody wants their shit to blow up yeah but uh, that's not that's not my main goal with this uh, it's i it's tough to put into words what my my thoughts on this are, but something you can look I back guess, on. Yeah, it's something for for me and you to look back on and our buddies that we get on here and to show that whoever's listening that your problems aren't they aren't only yours. Everybody has their their own desires and and drive to do things in life and I'm kind of just I'm on here to, to 
I'm on here to explain that anything that you want to do is obtainable if you dedicate yourself, dedicate your time, dedicate your free time, especially, and dedicate, just dedicate yourself to doing it, and it will happen, whatever that is, whether it be fishing, hunting, gaming, content creating, lawyers. If a lawyer's lawyers. watching this, if a lawyer's watching this, I'm sorry. Dude, I guarantee you, even if we blow up, there ain't going to be no lawyers that are going to be watching this. <laughs> There's no way. Well, maybe my own. Yeah. For incriminating evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you kind of got, like, a lawyer you know. That's another long story we can get into. Oh, God. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day you guys will find out about this. But... One day. I know I kind of, like, touched on it a little earlier, but, like, one of my, like, memories that I replay, like, all the time is our trip to Michigan. And yeah. I... You, you can kind of, like, help tell the story because i can't remember exactly like the whole thing but <clears throat> i remember it was on a saturday i had to work until four and then <clears throat> we were gonna go night fishing we we're gonna go up there yep. and go fishing at night come back either saturday late at night or early sunday morning somewhere around there but <clears throat> you're like hey let's go fishing i was like all right i'm down you know, we went fishing, what, two, three weeks earlier? Me, you, and Hunter, yeah. we went up to the camper. But I was yeah, like... Yeah, probably. Right about a month earlier, yeah. I was, like, psyched, because I was like, dude, we had so much fun that weekend. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let's run it back. So I was, like, I got a bag with, like, stuff. I was like, all right, I'm good to go. Grab my pole, grab all my stuff. And I thought it was going to be like me, you, Cayman, Hunter, maybe Hunter's girlfriend, something like that. And you were like, just me. Just like, <laughs> me. Fuck it. So we left and we were going to go. Well, I, well here's, I remember calling you the week before asking you if you wanted to, do, to go. I was literally out front with Hunter. We were shooting our bows. And I was like another boys trip up to the camper to go night fishing and hunter's like i don't think i can go again i gotta all i gotta, gotta save my money and i was like all right cool call him and i called you i was like yeah i think some of us are going up to the camper to go night fishing and do some stuff uh you down and you're like what day is that and i was like sometime next weekend you're like i work saturday and i was like we'll go after you get off work since we're night fishing, you're like, okay, that works. <laughs> and then I, it, the day comes, I swing by your house to pick you up. And you're like, where's everybody? I was like, um, they couldn't come. You're like, so it's just me and you. I was like, yes. And we went off on our merry way. I remember exactly what I said. It's like, yay, oh, yeah. hot day, just us. <laughs> oh, my God. And then you're like, dude, I'm going to leave you right now. <laughs> and we ended up taking your dad's truck up there. 
And yeah. that was the first time I had been in your dad's truck, and I was like, damn, this shit nice as hell. And then, like, nice months later, I just threw lemonade all over your dad's car. <laughs> so, uh, sorry if you're listening to this Caden's dad. I cleaned it up. I'm sorry. I felt he so did. bad afterwards. I ran inside Subway, and I was like, napkin spill. <laughs> Help. Please. And then the little, like, Indian dude was standing there. He was like, here you go. And then I go to walk away, and I was like, I need churro. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, I need two churros. He's like, I have one. I was like, I need two. He's like, I have one. I was like, okay. And as he's making my churro, I'm sitting there stealing every napkin out of the dispenser <laughs> while making eye contact with every employee. Oh, yeah. But I did make a side trip to get a churro, but I did clean your car. But anyways, get back to the story. I remember we, we were going to drive up there. And we were just heading straight up there. And I don't yeah. remember how it started, but I think well, we were no, going to get food. Yeah, we were, we were hungry. No, no, because no, we had stopped to get food in Michigan. Oh, yeah, we, right. I had picked you up, and it was four. And it only takes an hour and a half to get up there from that point. And an hour and a half away from four is only 5.30. And at that time, it didn't get dark until, like, 9 o'clock. So I was like, we got some time to kill. And you, at the time, I had told you about it, but you had never had it, is the Beef Jerky up at That's Beef right. Jerky Unlimited. Please sponsor us. And up in, yes, please sponsor us. Oh, my God. It's so, so the Beef Jerky Unlimited is a fire beef jerky homemade beef jerky the best beef jerky i've ever had absolutely ever. it's oh. up in dundee michigan by the cabela's but i i tell him we could go up there since we got some time to kill and he's like all right but so we're driving our asses up to michigan and you know we're having the time of our lives listening to fireflies <laughs> Dude, and, i forgot uh, about that <laughs> But uh, we get up to Michigan. We stop at the beef jerky store. We spend how much did we spend? We spent like what fifty bucks on beef jerky. I spent ninety. I spent damn. Dude, I was like, this is so good. And the lady, when I you go there, pounds. I know. But when you go there, the lady doesn't <laughs> tell you that. She's like, here's your paper bag. Here's your, tongs. your, your tongs. Just grab whatever you want, okay. and it goes if by way. If you try something, let me know. So I was like, all right, bet. You know, it's going to be like Jack Slinks, like a bag or something. Dude, that thing was heavy afterwards. And Caden was like, but it wasn't going to be that heavy. But you kept walking over to me, leaning over with your bag. You're like, you got to try this Mm, (laughs) cherry cola. It's yummy. It's like, all right, okay, I'll add three pieces. And we're like, bro, you got to try this. Oh, my God, it's so good best jerky and i was like all right let me get three more pieces and i got four pieces of every kind well what if i really liked it i want to have multiple of it you can 
chased him. She literally chased you. I didn't think that far. I was entranced by all the meat. Oh, yeah. You were walking around me. Dude, you were strutting around with your tongs. You just kept clicking them around my face. And you're like, trying this one. I gotta make sure them tongs is tonging. Dude, you kept snapping those things at me. Just like chasing me down like it's a stapler. And I'm just like, I'm trying to get my jerky. And I'm sitting here scooping out Cajun one. And you're like, no, no, no. This one. No, no. This one's Come on, fire. No. Come on, boy. And you just kept pointing at all these jerkies. And I was like, all right, I gotta try it. If he says it's really good, I gotta try it. And then I gotta try this. And I gotta try that. So by the end of it, I think it was like ninety bucks for my bag of jerky. Damn. But anyways, we get we get our jerky, which is fire. Sponsors, please. Please. But anyways, we get our jerky, and our tummies are rumbling a little bit for some real food, not just beef jerky. And to our surprise, to the East of us was a a just majestical looking Dairy Queen. It was God's sweet setup sent to us. I look at Colin and I'm like, I didn't even say nothing. We just looked at each other and then we ended up at the Dairy Queen. No words were spoken except for Dairy Queen. (laughs) And I looked at him and I was like, (laughs) mm hmm. Mm-hmm. As I'm munching <laughs> down some jerky, just mm-hmm. So we stroll up into this Dairy Queen. I my I have not been to a Dairy Queen until that point since oh it probably it'd been years since I've been to a Dairy Queen. So I'm over there studying the menu. Colin just rolls up and he's like Chicken tender with gravy. I was like, gravy? What the fuck? <laughs> it was like I want the chicken with the gravy, mister. He's like, oh yeah? The dude dude fucking whips out the gravy, gives it to him. And I'm like, what the fuck did the chicken do? Gravy? He's like, it's yummy. Yeah, dude, it's good. And then I go up to the counter and I get the chicken tenders too. And the the guy taking our order was like, you want the gravy too? I was like, no. I want ranch. He was like, dude, you gotta try the gravy. It's so good. Like, uh, I'll take my ranch. So dude, I, I was I like, get, the we, ranch we is good. Our, Just go with the ranch. And he was like, mmm, gravy. Get the gravy. <laughs> he was dry humping <laughs> the cash register talking to you about the gravy. No, but we get our food and we go to sit down. And then, here comes this motherfucker behind the cash register strolling up to me with, what do you know, a fucking container of warm-ass gravy, and was like, you gotta try it. Uh, he sets it down and just stands there. He bent over. He got. He put his hands on his knees and looked at you, holding the fucking gravy. <laughs> he was making direct eye contact. ate the gravy. But I pop open the lid to this gravy, and I grab my chicken tin, and I dip it in there, and I take a bite. And then he looks at me down the aisle and goes, he's good, isn't it? I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he was like, you let me know if you want any more now. I was like, all right, buddy. 
not then, not a second later. I didn't miss a beat. I look at you dead in the eyes as you're shoveling the gravy in there. I was like, he definitely came in that. 100%. That's his baby gravy you're eating. And your face, your mouth dropped. And you stood at me like I just I just showed you what God looked like. You were aghast at the fact that I said that that man cummed in the warm Dairy Queen gravy and gave it to you. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I swear he must have just, like, dripped it in or something, bro. He fucking better not have, dude. He probably went back there and was fucking the shit out of the bowl of gravy. This motherfucker looked like white Steve Urkel if he grew up in Detroit. He looked like, uh, the, the fucking, oh, the waiter guy from Monster House. You oh, know my God. Talking about? He looked like that yes. with glasses. That is exactly what that dude looked like. Oh my god. Oh, dude, dude looks, looks like, like he eats toenails for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his piggies look like Homer Simpson. Oh my god. Oh my but, god. When we get done munching on our, our Dairy Queen gravy with special sauce, and uh, we gotta use the bathroom. So we stroll into the bathroom, and then... Colin decides to whip out his phone. Takes video of me on Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat. 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 But he takes a video of me on Snapchat. And, uh, you know, I just thought he was going to post to a story. Being like, Michigan, we out here. I'm get your boy. You know, one of them little Johns. Oh <laughs> but... To my surprise, five minutes later, I look at my snap and I get one from Colin. And it is me pissing in the urinal. <laughs> and it says, this man just ate my gravy at Dairy Queen. And I was like, okay. All right, buddy. And you, you sent that to everybody on your friends list, bro. I did. <laughs> oh, my God. You still have it. I do. And instantly, instantly... We got a fucking phone call from our buddy Santos. Shout out Santos. So Santos will be on an episode. And a homie was like, bro, what did he do to your gravy? I was like, bro, (laughs) I'm out here giving Dairy Queen Country gravy foot jobs. You want one? (laughs) I'm out here trifling the Michigan Dairy Queen gravy on my piggies. I do that shit for free. And do dude, that shit for free. Homie unleashed the uh, an ungodly amount of Dairy Queen foot job memes. Homie had those ready. It was like he prepared yeah. them for this day. He just kept mm-hmm. sending memes of like like a sad person. It's like when Pookie doesn't give me a Dairy Queen foot job with gravy. <laughs> <laughs> and we sat there and we were talking to him forever loud you had him on speaker loud as hell in the dairy queen yeah dude we were that motherfucker behind the register was just fucking staring he at us, staring he, was at us. To, he was listening to some mexican boy start spouting off some shit about a foot job he was like huh and dude, <laughs> he walks over with your fucking blizzard as sonos is on the phone talking about oh, homie's yeah. fucking gravy i was just like dude he came in that gravy and homie sets and down your blizzard and looks at you and just walks away 
Homie was so scared that he got doxxed. when he brought over the gravy, but once he brought over that blizzard, he was like, get out of here, they're on to me. They're sick little Mexican boy on me, boy. I boys run with my gravy. Shout out Sanos. He's the homie. Sanos is a D. Love you, Pookie. I did not get... No, because that blizzard was messy as fuck. Oh, yeah. I got it all over my shirt. Editor, put in a video of him eating that fucking blizzard. <laughs> I know I have it. But we stroll out to the to the truck when we're done eating, and you know, I'm all, we're on Facetime with Sonos still at this point, and I can't hop in the truck with the the messy shirt, right? I stripped down naked into the, <laughs> the Dairy Queen fucking parking lot. Let's Sonos on FaceTime. And, uh, Sonos thought it was very amusing because he saw my, my man Yiddies. And, uh, I don't remember Colin's perspective on that. I'm gonna, you're gonna have to, gonna have to tell us about that. Talk about your man Yiddies? Yeah. Well, before that, how it all started was I sent sonos a picture of you with your fucking fingers touching each other with your sunglasses you're like i look studious and i sent that to him and then sonos was like bro homies built like four double quarter pounders or some (laughs) bullshit out of pocket and i showed that to you and you whip out your phone and you look like you look like the fucking Godfathers. They're sitting there dialing Santos to talk the That's utmost right. of I shit. I forgot about that. You were trying to talk the utmost shit to him after just eating some random man's cum in a Dairy Queen, bro. And you're like, I'm going to fucking rip this kid a new one. <laughs> and, uh, we were fucking bullshitting with Santos for like probably 10, 15 minutes. And then we're like, all right, we got to go. So we get in the car and homie is just he's got fucking blizzard on his hoodie it is probably like 50 degrees out maybe i'm pretty sure i had it in my hair too yeah you had it everywhere i I was long ass hair at that time too i was sitting there i was like man it's a little chilly out homie just starts fucking doing a magic mic scene in the parking lot stripping off his fucking hoodie and i'm like what are you doing and you're like oh Oh, oh, hi. I can't get in the car. So I record you just stripping, and there's two old men just fucking watching you as they're walking into oh the Dairy God, Queen. I about that. They're so <laughs> utterly confused as to why this big ass man is stripping in the middle of a Dairy Queen parking lot attached to a fucking gas station in the middle of Michigan. <laughs> So, homie just starts stripping that shit off and just kind of, he flings it in the air and just thrusts his hiss. And you threw it into the back seat, knocked over fucking jerky. And you're like, come on. And you climbed into your dad's truck. And then we got on our way. And then you're driving. You're like, oh, Cabela. So, like, okay. And then you're like, we go. And then you just fucking took us to Cabela's. Yeah. Because I needed to get broadhead, so I was like, all right, we'll go in, you know, see what they got. You were like, I want to look around. So I was like, all right, you know, we got time to kill. It's not even close to being dark out. It's probably, what, 6 o'clock by this time, maybe? 
Yeah, probably. So it was like, we got another three hours of light. It's probably just like, I was thinking it was another 20 minutes away is how far we needed to drive. <laughs> it was not 20 minutes. So we go into the Cabela's. And we walk in and this fucking guy. I, I love Caden, but I hate going to any place that has merchandise with him. He is like... <laughs> An autistic four-year-old who has to touch everything. We were walking in, and homie just keeps pointing at random shit. And he's like, yeah. Oh, look at that deer on there. Oh, yeah. And he just starts, like, touching random shit. He saw a fucking bass boat, and he was like, slapped it. Like, full-blown slapped it. Almost knocked it off of its display while there is an employee there. You started rocking it. You're like, mm <laughs> the guy is staring at you. Looks the other way. I'm like, stop it. He's like, nah, this ain't nice. Thousand bucks, it ain't worth it. Mine, I'll tell you what, mine's better. And you just kept shaking it while you're having this conversation with me. Nonstop shaking it as you're talking. And then we went into like the little uh, bow area. We go in. And Caden got, um, he was like looking around there too. And we originally got, um, hundred grain crossbow broadheads mm -hmm. yeah. and he ended up getting, we his, have compound bows. Yeah. He ended up getting his compound bow broadheads. I didn't have them. So I was like, I'll go in here and get them. So I ended up getting that. And then we like loop through there, go back around and he wants to go look at the, um, like the radars. Or sonar? Sonar. Yeah, sonar. Thank you. He wanted to go look at the sonar things for all the fishing stuff. So we go around. He's sitting oh, there messing with them. He's like, oh, dude. Oh, think of all the fish I could catch with this. Yeah, oh. no, no, but listen. If, if you guys know anything about fishing, you would know about the Hummingbird Live Scope 360. These things are literally cheating like you can it's literally a video of what's under your boat you can see fish swimming in real time so you go to a spot turn that bitch on you, if there's any fish there you're gonna see them but they are a pretty penny three grand for the monitor only then you gotta get a different attachment for you gotta get a trans the special ass transducer to go on your trolling motor that is another Fifteen hundred dollars. So that's gonna be forty-five hundred dollars in total for all of your sonar, and that's just one monitor. I run a three-monitor setup, so that's too expensive that for me. a lot of money. But the fact that I was getting at the fact that I was getting at was you were literally sitting there coming. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, and there are the same grown men from Dairy Queen walking behind us who watch you strip in the middle of the parking lot. Now you're coming while looking at sonar. And I'm like, stop doing that, please. You're like, oh, oh, $3,000 monitor right here, right here. Now, if I had it, I had three of these set up, but I ain't got that money. <laughs> and the dudes are looking at you like you're mentally handicapped. They, th it's like, they don't know, bro. It was like walking around with Shane Gillis. It was <laughs> <laughs> took everything in my 
soul not to just walk away from you. And we walked past some fucking hunting shit. And then I was like, is this good? And you fucking flicked it out of my hand. And you're like, no. And just kept walking. <laughs> you're being a menace. And I'm like, this is oh going to be atrocious. God. And I forget. You bought something. I can't remember what you got. Did you get broadheads too? Yeah, I got broadheads and a Powerade. A That's blue one. And me being me, I was like, Mm, I need a lighter because I got candles. Let's see what they got. Oh, and <laughs> they had a little replica shotgun. It was a double barrel shotgun and it was a lighter. And I was like, this is so cool. And it was like nine bucks. And I was like, I'll get it. So I go, I get that. I got a $9 lighter and like $50 broadheads. So we go through, I buy that. And then we leave. And then I was like, Caden, what? You want to film our experience? Make a vlog? Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So we had the bright idea to start recording after we already did a whole bunch of random bullshit. So we get back to his fucking dad's truck and we get in there and I was like, Caden, we got to do a skit. So he holds the shotgun like the shotgun lighter it's a lighter it's a lighter, lighter. he hides it and yeah, he looks like over at me and he looks at me he's like i can't do this no more like what do you mean he's like it's too painful and pulls out the fucking shotgun lighter and acts like he kurt cobains himself and from then on i was like we're gonna just get into some devious shit from now on so we did the most hillbilly white cracker bullshit where we set up my phone recording oh my and we were trying to get it like set up so we had like his wallet behind it and the power bank in front of it to sandwich it staying still and every <laughs> slight turn we took that bitch went flying <laughs> that thing flew across the fucking truck so we were recording yeah. for a while, and we were just, like, having fun, just talking about well, random like you shit. Said earlier, like you said earlier, uh, you thought it was going to be a 20-minute drive yeah. to the to the spot. But we were, uh, from Cabela's to the spot, we were recording for, I think it was an hour and 43 minutes. Yeah, and you're like, because, we're almost well, there. Part of that reason is because we got lost halfway there. Yeah. We ended up going through fucking Toledo, which is we were supposed to go, like, through Toledo on the highway. We go through Toledo, the ghetto. Yeah, we drove through the fucking ghetto. So that was not very... It was fun, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't very smart. Dude, I kept, like, hanging my body out the fucking window. I was like, I gotta get B-Real! I gotta get B-Real! And he's <laughs> driving through the ghetto. He's like, stop, stop. the streetlights and the random-ass people walking on the sidewalk on the homeless people. <laughs> well, he's like, we don't need that B-Real. We don't need that B-Real. And I'm like, my ass is just up on the seat. in mind. We were gonna go over this fucking bridge that went over the Maumee River. And you were like, homeless people, streetlight. <laughs> Dude, we got good footage, though. It, it may have been like five minutes of just homeless people having like a street fight, but it was footage. 
We also had, what, 10 minutes of us trying to find a bathroom outside oh, of this fucking Oh my carryout. fucking god. We literally oh my god. circles around that bitch. She, she was looking <laughs> at us through the window and she saw us pass like, what, four or five times? The only reason that we stopped at this one is because they had one of those light-up signs that says, like, the price <laughs> of the gas and stuff. It said Pokemon cards. And this bitch was like, we gotta pull over here. So he pulls over, and I'm holding his iPhone and my fucking phone in my hand, recording us and just the store in general. As he waltzes up to this lady, he's like, hey, bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, it's around the back. He's like, okay. And then we go out, and then we walked around that bitch fucking five times. At this point, it is pitch blackout. We drove from when it was light out all the way until it was dark. Not even, st- still not even close to where we need to be for fishing. And we're walking <laughs> around some random ass town with a giant ass moose standing out in front of this gas station that we passed five it times. It was a Mickey Mart. It was a Mickey That's Mart. Right. We were looking for this goddamn bathroom. We couldn't find it. And then I finally just walk up and I just yank on some random door. And there's the saddest little toilet sitting in this bum ass little bathroom. (laughs) And Caden goes in first. There's a crusty lice infused hat just hanging there. Random ass stickers all over the wall. And I was like, Caden, how much to put the hat on? And he just slams (laughs) the door and just goes and takes a piss. So me, I just start walking around pitch black <laughs> recording just random shit. I walked probably for like five minutes and I come back and homies just swings open the fucking door and is just recording a camera with the brightest flashlight after I was walking in pitch <laughs> darkness and just comes straight out at me. <laughs> Dude, we did some random shit. We probably spent like 20 minutes taking a two-minute piss at that gas station. Oh, yeah. And then by that time, we just like kept filming in the car, just like shooting the shit, talking about – we were talking about like fishing and uh, random stuff from like our childhood and stuff. And then we finally get to the place that we go fishing at. And it's probably what nine thirty ten. I think it was like ten thirty. Ten thirty, yeah. It was, it was getting pretty pretty late, and we pull up there. Not a whole lot of people out. Trying to, f- it was windy as shit. Yeah. So we were it trying to find a place that had a good wind break and somewhere where we could like still record and have a good area to go fishing. And it started to get pretty cold. So I was like, I'm going to build a fire. You get all the other shit. And I was, he was like, okay. So I go and me being the siege player, stay inside little boy, I whip off my fucking Jordans, set them <laughs> down, and I go walking around in just my socks at night in this big rocky area and just start scavenging for any piece of fiber I can find to light on fire. Mm. The entire time I'm like, I got, I got to show Caden I can survive. I got to use a shotgun lighter. <laughs> I, I got to light something on fire. 
And then you're just like backing up the truck, unloading everything, and I built this like funeral pyre level fire, and I could not get that bitch to light for shit. So I just oh started God, flinging rocks everywhere. It's like fuck this shit. <laughs> so we sat there for probably it was probably like an hour before we got like a bite or anything. Oh yeah. It was probably yeah, it was probably like thirty minutes before I got a bite, and then I I set the hook on this fish. I'm reeling it in. It is not very big at all, cause I got this big ass. I'm expecting to catch twenty five pound catfish, and then I'm using I'm using this fucking shark rod, and I'm reeling this thing in because I got a bite, and I'm like, man, I don't know if he's still on there, and. I ended up out of the water, and it's a fucking yellow belly uh, shovel head, and I hold it up to Colin, and Colin's like, yeah, you got one, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, it's not good, and yellow bellies are not a trophy fish, and they are not they don't they taste good. good for mm-hmm. the ha- habitat. They do not taste good. They are literally bait fish. Other flatheads will eat them. So when I say this, don't think I'm a monster. Because I was doing what was good for the habitat. Don't fucking beat around the bush. You did some monster shit. I did do some monster <laughs> shit to this catfish. Um, well, I wasn't going to. But I was taking him off the hook, and he just starts fucking gnawing on me. It hurt. <laughs> like, I had my thumb was scarred for, like, a month after that. So I fucking take the He's still on the hook. I fucking pick up my fishing pole, get full momentum, and just slam this bitch on the ground on the fucking rock. Dude, it was... just sitting there squirming. It sounded like if you threw wet ground beef at a rock at mock speed. <laughs> just... <laughs> I'm just sitting there recording him doing this with my eyes fucking wide open, traumatized, as you're just beating the fuck out of this fucking fish on a rock. And I was, Disclaimer, I used it for bait afterwards. It didn't go to waste. You need to kill them before you cut them anyways to uh, be more humane. I looked he at, died on impact. Yeah, he died on the first impact, and then you just, just kept going. That's the most humane way to go about killing it. They're, they literally make little miniature bats to, they call them bonkin sticks, to, bonkin to, sticks. Hit trout, to hit trout on the head to kill them. So they're not suffering. They're not, they aren't gasping for air, and they are not being cut alive. All the memes it aside, the all the memes aside, we did dispose of it in a humane way. It didn't go to waste. We used that to continue our the night circle fishing. Of, the circle of life took place. Yes. But uh, as, like, between, like, by the time we get there and before the fish happened and, like, after it, we were just sitting there shooting the shit had our lines in the water. We're looking up at the moonlight. We're just like telling stories and we were having like the most deepest conversations we've ever had. Yeah, that shit was crazy. And we're just sitting there and it I don't know if it was just like how it was like we had so much fun that day or if it was like how peaceful it was. Like there was like the breeze calmed down so there's a nice steady breeze. It got a little warmer 
you could hear like the waves you could like it was like this weird like almost like ocean kind of smell that was hitting you but it wasn't like quite the saltiness just beautiful open side yeah fresh air beautiful sky you could see every star and like me and Caden just started like talking about random shit we were opening ourselves up giving each other advice talking about like our past our future our dreams and all this shit and we sat there for hours didn't get a single bite just sitting there talking and it was like one of the most genuine talks i've ever had with someone and it was just amazing i think it was just the combination of like sitting there with you know like this beautiful open area and the being in nature but also having like one of your best friends by your side as this is happening was like one of the most peaceful and tranquil things I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. It was such an amazing yeah. experience. A good outdoor experience can change your life. Oh yeah. Like, I will always stand by that, and whenever, whenever I get the chance, I'm gonna get to be outside. And especially, especially there. Oh yeah, that place, place is, is beautiful. beautiful. And we ended up... Port Clinton, Lake Erie, oh, where we were. Area. Beautiful. And we ended up just driving around for a little bit and drove back, packed up all the stuff, drove back, and we probably got home at, what, 2 in the morning? Yeah, 2.30. And... Something like that. But before we got home, we stopped at a Love's gas station... In the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And we almost got murdered. Mm -hmm. On everything, we almost got murdered. You you tell Mm -hmm. how this went. Because to this day, I think if we would have stood there any longer, one of us would have just passed away. You're talking about Stan Gang, aren't you? What? Or, uh... The Slang Gang? Slang Gang. No, no, no. That was with Hunter. You don't remember? What are you talking about? We went to the Love's gas station at like 2, 2.30 in the morning because you had a fucking piss like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I was bouncing up and down. Yes. Like, I Dude, you almost <laughs> fucking pissed yourself. But I would have rather I had that. I stopping there, but I don't remember what happened. We walked around there. Just like trying to find the bathroom, you find the bathroom, and I was like, I don't really have to piss, but I'll I'll try. So I go in there, I piss. You're taking forever to piss in the stall, absolutely forever. And I see these three dudes fucking walk in, kind of look around the bathroom, like they're looking to see if there's anybody else in there, and they just see my scrawny ass in there. <laughs> And they kind of like slowly like you know when someone's gonna like approach you and like you got that weird vibe. So as that's happening, I bang on the fucking stall. You're like, I'm peeing. Stop. And they kind of like back up. And then I was like, hurry up. And you're like, no. 
<laughs> I'm sitting out here afraid for my life. I felt like a hyena next to a pack of hungry lions. And then they kind of walk out. You walk out and you look at me and you're like, what the fuck? And I, I was like, wash your hands. Let's go. So we go out and they're fucking checking out your fucking dad's truck. You don't remember oh, any yeah, of this? Those guys that were fucking, yeah. Yes. I walk out and I'm like, who the fuck are these guys looking at my truck? You said that loud as fuck. Yeah, they turn around and look at me. I just fucking look at them back. We have this, this fucking, it felt like an eternity. But it was probably, in reality, 10 seconds staring competition. And then I continue walking towards the truck. And then they slowly back away from the truck. I just keep walking to the truck. I don't give a fuck. I'm tired as fuck. Full of beef jerky and <laughs> off of Red Bulls. I will kill 14 elephants if I have to to get home. And I, d I go up to the driver's side door. And the... the well, how old would you say they were? Probably mid-30s or so. Somewhere in that range. I picked, I picked them 30s, 40s, but yeah. the the so the ringleader seemed like to me. He just looks at me and goes, "I like your truck." I look at him dead in the face and I go, "Daddy's money." Remember that? <laughs> and then I open the door and you're like, "Get in, princess." <laughs> I looked. I looked so utterly shocked and I was speechless. And they look at me like I was getting in ready to ride fucking passenger princess riding bitch in daddy money truck. And you're like, get in princess. You were so utterly tired that you would have probably fist fought all of them. Oh, 100%. That was so bad. And I don't think you realize, but they fucking followed us for a hot minute on the highway. Oh, fuck. So I was like, we're going to die. And I was like, if we die, this was a bomb-ass fucking day. Fuck it. I remember you saying that. I was like, why is this motherfucker talking like that? Dude, I was like... <laughs> it's making sense now. I was like, if we die, you know, I had fun. And you're like, what the fuck? And I was like, dude, fuck it. And we got the ox, and I started blaring California girls, and I was just... Oh, my God. Fucking sitting there dancing, and you're like, this fucking guy's retarded. <laughs> he's like, he's talking about this we're dying. He, he's like, yeah, we're gonna die. He starts fucking singing Katy Perry, just having a blast. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's two thirty in the morning. I can't piss. I almost killed the guy. Homies bouncing around singing Katy Perry. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. You were so fucking fed up with life at that point. <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Oh my god. Oh. That that concludes our Michigan trip though. Yeah. That was that was a trip for the yearbooks. That was I will never forget that trip, genuinely. That was one of my most favorite like outings because it was like so much random stuff happened where it was like so many fun stories but there was also like that deep like opening heart to heart conversations like for hours it was like it's like a kevin hart movie it's it's funny as fuck but there's gonna be at least one moment where it's like damn that's just real
Yeah, like it got to the point where we were having fun talking about Dairy Queen foot jobs, you being a menace, recording just <laughs> random videos talking about literally everything to us sitting in lawn chairs. And yeah. I remember like we almost got to the point where we were so sad we almost hugged each other. It was like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we were just talking about, like, life and our aspirations and our goals. And Caden was talking to me about how he used to do fishing and everything. He was like, dude, I don't know, like, blah, I don't want to say blah, 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 blah. But, like, you can talk about that more. But, like, you were talking about it and I was, like, sitting there listening to you. And I was like, dude, you got this. Like, whatever you want to do, I got your back. The homies got your back. You know, your family's got your back. We're here for you. Whatever you want to do. And it was just this, like, I felt like that kind of, like, solidified, like, our bond even more. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, we were messing around and, like, we that was, like, our first time we really hung out just the two of us. Besides just going yeah. and getting, like, food or something. So it was, mm-hmm. like, we actually, like, melded together even more. And now we're just, like, a mad fusion of, like nighttime grilled cheeses and we're autism. Uh, mad. <laughs> I was literally just gonna say we're just a fusion of autism and stupidity. Yes, that is basically what we are. If you mix outdoors, gaming, food, and autism, that is both of us combined. Mm-hmm. And combined, we have like we can see like two colors. Uh, that is true. Most we're both of our military rejects. Yeah, both military rejects. Um, both of us have problem eating and digesting stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Both of us have problems with women. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Both of Big us time. have problems with our jobs, but we're here. We're vibing. And we're here doing things. But this is like another reason on why we like wanted to like create this because it's like I guarantee you there's got to be at least one other person out there who's had these problems where it's like, damn, I... they're going to relate. And yeah. then they're, they're going to take our situation and not feel as bad about their own because they're not alone. Right. It's like, yeah, I wanted to go into the military, but I can't because of something that I physically cannot control. It's not like, Oh, I was underweight or overweight. I wasn't like, yeah, I had to, you know, go back and work on this or yeah, it was just a quick fix. It's something that unless we spend thousands of dollars to fix will not mm-hmm. happen. And it's such, believe it or not, if you cannot pass a color vision test, there are a lot of jobs and things that you dream about doing as a child that you cannot do. I, for me, I was going to join the coast guard and work my way up to being a captain. Fuck you. <laughs> but I was going to work my way up into being a captain because I grew up on the water outside. I, I, I love it. I wanted to be uh, the captain of the... Uh, I mean, you don't get to pick where you go. You get your top three. You can put in your top three stations, but I wanted to be up in Marblehead, Lake Erie. Because I spend a lot of my time over there, and I love that place. But I go to...
I should not be doxing where we are. I'll cut that out. I go to the recruiting center, and, uh, the, uh, I fill out all my paperwork and shit, and I'm doing all my tests that they can do there, and it was time for the color vision test, and I am Deuteranopia, which is red-green colorblind, and Protanopia, which is certain hues of blues and and greens but i did not pass and they were like i'm sorry but can't we can't recruit you i was like shit that was childhood dream gone but i had a backup plan i was gonna go be a train conductor with my father Railroad. Turns out you can't be colorblind to do that either. So, uh, I'll whip up chicken in the kitchen. I'll whip up chicken in the kitchen. Yeah, I, uh, I was somewhat similar. I was, uh, I was gonna go into the Air Force, and it was like my stepdad's dad served in vietnam and he was um part of a i can't remember which one it was but he was part of a super important uh crew and he flew over tons and tons of times and my stepdad was gonna go but he has a blind spot in his eye so they found it they're like nah i can't go so i was like you know i'm young i want to travel I want to serve my country. I want to experience all these things. Like, I wanted to go into either um, drone mechanics or working on, like, AC-130s and Blackhawks and stuff. So, it was like, if I get out, you got really good jobs if you know how to, like, repair all this stuff. So, I was like, all right, I'm going to try and do this. Uh, I'm going to, like, work on getting everything prepared. I studied ahead of time for the... Is it ASVAB? Mm-hmm. I studied ahead of time. There's ASVAB in the MIPS. I studied. I passed the ASVAB. Like, I got, I think, it's like a 93%. So I placed super high on it. They're like, yeah, you can get, like, all of these jobs, blah, blah, blah. Next step, MIPS. It's like, okay, go down. And then the first time... I was, my heart was beating super, super quick because I was like super excited. I was like, oh my God, like this is like the last step. I actually get to do this. And they were like, uh uh-uh. uh, heart <laughs> fast. I was like, I'm just nervous. And they're like, all right, we'll sit over there. You'll be fine. Calm yourself down. My heart rate n- sits above a normal, like when someone's active, that's my normal resting heart rate. I just have a above average heart rate. But, they were like, nope, got to send you up to go do a, um, like a EKG and stuff. So I had to leave MEPS, go all the way back. Didn't even get to be weighted or weighed in height, physical, none of that. They were just like, got to go. So I had to wait another month to go back down, go back down, go through the entire process, get the physical thing. 
And then the last thing is they do your hearing and your vision. They did the hearing first, pass that, and then they went to vision. They're like, yep, you can see here, you can see here, you got good vision, and then it came to the numbers. It was these little panels for these papers where they had numbers mixed in with these colors. And they're like, all right, you got to read these numbers. And we'll go through, we'll flip through them quick. I couldn't get some of the numbers right. Because I have problems seeing yellows, orange, pink, purple, reds, and some blues. I can't see. So... It was like I was guessing on them, and they're like, you didn't get any of these right. So they're like, yep, got to go back. So they DQ'd me for that. So I got yep. medically excused for colorblindness. So they're like, military reject, bye-bye. So I got sent all the way back up, and it was a pain in the ass. So I was like, well, shit. So now I work in management. Yay. Yes, sir. But that's not our long-term goals. Our long-term goals are to make money. Make money, make content, have a good time. Exactly. Even if we're stuck doing these bum-ass stuff that we don't want to do, we're going to have fun trying to bring one, out... Number one thing in life is to just be happy. Yeah. It don't, mean, it don't matter how much money you make, what days you have off. As long as you're happy and you have fun, that's all that matters. Absolutely. 